0: Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Well, we're coming to your city. going play our guitars
1: and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying
0: higher than a jail liner. And if you want to
2: should I be freaking out about how right-wing Republicans are co-opting woke and wokeism? My gut here is no. The situation is stabilizing and the US banking system remains sound. Because I read all these lies in the in the media that are being promoted by one side. If you see the full picture, you know, listen, if they want to go after Donald Trump and they have solid evidence, so be it. But Michael Cohn is far from solid evidence
0: all right, thank you Scott Shannon and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free our number is 800-941-Sean if you want to be a part of the program. While we are loaded up today, this is now day 2 that the Manhattan grand jury has been canceled. Again, they've been canceled. They supposedly were going to bring in yesterday a new witness and and have new developments. Um and this is getting very, very interesting. Now, all the reports that I have seen are talking about major chaos, controversy, uh, disruption in the Manhattan DA's office. And by the way, for good reason, there's been information that has come out this week that has been game changing as it relates to their desire to indict Donald J. Trump, even though that was the big campaign promise of Alvin Bragg. We'll play it later in the show. We've played it before. Um, you know, what we're now discovering and this is the this is the funniest news aspect of the day regarding this is that, you know, the media is now kind of trying to hint that um uh, Donald Trump's arrest announcement was a hoax. Um now we find out that Alvin Bragg is openly blaming Donald Trump for creating the false expectation that he would be indicted. Bragg's direct accusation is a lot stronger than any media hinting about a trump indictment remember this is the guy we are not going to be intimidated that was the beginning of the week today's thursday the end of the week uh so anyway i have i have a lot of details as it relates to this joe tacapina the president's lawyer will join us today uh senator rick scott's going to check in with us today uh and we, we just got a lot going on so here's what happened And this is interesting. And this is a a Reuters story, New York Times story, reporting on uh, Trump's looming indictment. This was March 9th and 13th. Donald Trump didn't pull this out of thin air. Now, if you remember, when I came back, I I was off on Monday. I came back on Tuesday. I've been following it, every single aspect of it. And I came in, I said, I think all weekend long, the odds that I thought Donald Trump was, was going to be arrested it was either eight, 98, 99%. And by, I think it was Tuesday, if my memory serves me well. Not that old yet, like Joe. I'm getting there. Um, I said, then it went down to about 72% and dropping precipitously. Last night on Hannity, and by the way, if you want free tickets to our audience show, it's at Hannity.com. Mike Pence is in studio tonight. Joe Tacapinas is in studio tonight, so it's going to be a good show. Uh, we'd like to think every show is a good show. Thank you for watching. Uh, but anyway, so uh, it's, it's, last night I said it's 50 50. Pick them. Today it's way below 50%. It's been dropping precipitously. Now, a lot of it is due to new information we got this week, some of which was broken on my television show with my interview with Bob Costello. I think it's devastating, a direct contradiction to a convict by the name of Michael Cohn, admitted liar, serial liar, you can even say, and, and you have this guy, you know, Bob Costello contradicting everything that Cohn is saying. Cohn is supposed to be the star witness in this case. All right, you have a convicted felon, uh, admitted liar as your star witness. Good luck with that. Juries don't like liars, I can tell you that. Just like if you go to jail and you're a rat. Prisoners don't like rats, and they don't like people that attack children. And those are the two most hated people among prisoners in jail. Anyway, they have their own code. Anyway, so it was the New York Times. It was not Donald Trump that first started spreading the indictment claims, led by the Pulitzer Prize-winning author of a phony story, Maggie Haberman. Now that Alvin Bragg's, you know, Get Trump Grand Jury... Remember, he ran on a platform that it was going to go after one man, one family, one organization. That's the Trump Organization when he was running for Manhattan D.A., just like the attorney general of New York. And she ran on getting Trump, one man, one organization, the Trump organization, and one family. And they have both followed through on that campaign promise, so it shouldn't surprise anybody. But that's not equal justice under the law. You know, that's uh, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's looking at the person and targeting them. You can indict a ham sandwich, but apparently Alvin Bragg can't convince the grand jury that he has a strong enough case. And now that that is a mere impossibility. Although his track record, when he does try felony cases, he only wins 49% of them. Well, I'm sorry. He loses 49% of them. He wins 51%. That is the lowest rate in the country. That is a disastrous track record. You know, imagine if you played an individual sport like tennis and you lost half the time. You're not that great a player. You're not a dominant player. You're not that great a lawyer. The guy before him, I think uh uh Vance had, you know, close to 70 percent, 66 percent, I believe was the number. Anyway, so now that Alvin Bragg's Get Trump grand jury appears to be unraveling before our eyes, Bragg himself, this is the giveaway. Reuters is now quoting Alvin Bragg is saying in a letter to the House Judiciary Committee's request that Bragg testify, and this was due today, we had Jim Jordan on the program last night, uh, about the handling of the Trump case. Bragg complained, quote, Donald Trump created a false expectation that he would be arrested and his lawyers reportedly urged you to intervene. Really? How is it that Donald Trump created the false expectation about him being indicted, the big announcement that he would be arrested was first posted on Truth Social Saturday morning. That's March 18th, a full nine days before Trump's arrest announcement. The New York Times reported on March 9th, nine days earlier, quote, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office recently signaled to Donald Trump's attorneys that he would face and could face criminal charges for his role in the payment of hush money. By the way, if you're a Democrat, It's called an NDA. If you're a Republican, it's called hush money. These type of settlements happen every single day. They're called nuisance lawsuits. And, okay, you're going to have to spend $300,000 on lawyers or give this person $100,000 and make something maybe embarrassing, whatever, go away. Happens every single day. I wouldn't be surprised if Bragg's office, even before he became Manhattan DA, that they probably have numerous ones themselves. Anyway, putting that aside, that he could face, this is what the New York Times is reporting. I'm I'm certain that Alvin Bragg likes and trusts the New York Times, uh, but the DA's office is cited as having signaled to Donald Trump's attorneys that he could face criminal charges for his role in the payment of hush money. Uh, to Stormy Daniels, the strongest indication yet that prosecutors are nearing an indictment of the former president, according to four people with knowledge of the matter. The prosecutors offered Mr. Trump the chance to testify. Remember that the next week before the grand jury that had been hearing evidence in the potential case, the people said. Such offers almost always indicate that an indictment is close. It would be unusual for the DA to notify a potential defendant without ultimately seeking charges against him. But the New York Times story, that was instantly picked up by every media outlet all over the world. You know, just to hammer the point home, four days later, the Times reported for a second time that Trump was about to be indicted under the headline, Michael Cohn testifies in grand jury as Trump indictment nears. Now, that's March 13th. Trump didn't talk about it till the 18th. Anyway, so if you go to the New York Times, March 13th, Michael Cohn, crucial witness, Manhattan DA's criminal investigation into Donald J. Trump testified in front of a grand jury on Monday as prosecutors near a likely indictment of the former president. His appearance is one of several recent signals that the DA, Alvin Bragg, is poised to seek an indictment of the former president for his role in paying hush money to a porn star in the days before the 2016 presidential election. That second New York Times story confirming that a Trump indictment was imminent came five full days before Trump himself reacted on Truth Social. And then Trump wrote the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the U.S., will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our country back. By the way, we went through all the examples. You know, Kamala Harris, they're not going to stop. They won't stop. They shouldn't stop. We're not going to stop. You know, and then tweeting out the, the bail fund for the guys, you know, being arrested in Minneapolis. And by the way, then the comments of AOC and every other liberal Democrat. Oh, no, protesting is fine. Fake news. Who says you have to be peaceful at CNN? But they forget all that part. All right, Tuesday's gone, Wednesday's gone, today's Thursday. Somebody might want to tell Joe Biden today's Thursday. It's not Wednesday. It's not Friday. He doesn't get to go to his house at 2 in the afternoon Friday. Anyway, that Donald Trump will be indicted. Now, two big things happened this week. One of them, I believe, that impacted all of this is the testimony Monday before the grand jury of Bob Costello. Bob Costello Came on my TV show this week, and I, I I did something I hardly ever do. We changed the show because what he was saying was so powerful, I did not want to cut it short. So I had to cancel guests that were scheduled that night to be on the program. They were very gracious about it, and we let him tell his full story. He told the story that Cone told him he paid Stormy Daniels on his own. He said that after contemplating suicide, that Michael Cohn was suicidal and talked about him thinking of jumping off a roof, uh, that Cohn told him he doesn't have anything on Trump. That's what he said. Let's play it.
2: And I said, Michael, think about this. Don't answer it quickly. You you said that you were up on the roof, ready to jump. And I'm telling you that there is a way out of this if you have information. It has to be true. What do you have on Donald Trump? And that's when he started with the same litany that he used for the rest of the two hours. I swear to God, Bob, I don't have anything on Donald Trump. I said, do you have, I said, any information on the Trump organization? The only thing I know, said he, is that some money was missing from the Trump inaugural uh, ball or something like that. And I said, is Donald Trump involved in that? No. Does Donald Trump know about that? He said, no, he didn't know about it then. I don't even think he knows about it now. But the point is, when somebody is, is really thinking of committing suicide and you're offering them a legal way out of this, if he had any information about Donald Trump, that would have been the one time, even for a serial liar like Michael Cohn to, to fess up and say, well, wow. I know this or that because I'm, I want to save my own hide. But he didn't do that. And the statement he gave us was very but, similar to that statement that you
0: just read. Now that guy spoke to the grand jury and he said a lot more on my TV show. Uh And he said that he volunteered information and that it was clear that the DA didn't wanna hear or cover or let the grand jury hear. And then he said this, he said during a two hour meeting, Cohn would rant, listen listen to this part, because he just said, Cohn said to him, he had nothing on Trump. Then he said this. And I especially made one point. I pointed out to them that during that first two
2: hour meeting, Michael Cohn, who as I said before was pacing back and forth would suddenly stop in the middle of whatever he was talking about and turn and point his finger at us and say I want you guys to understand I will do whatever the f I have to do I will never spend a day in jail he said that at least 10 to 20 times during that two-hour period it was it was a bizarre mantra but it made it clear to us That Michael Cohen was saying, I will lie, cheat, steal, shoot someone. I will never spend a day in jail. Well, what happened? He did spend more than a day in jail. And who does he blame? Not himself, even though counts one through seven related to times that uh, before he even met Donald Trump. So he blames Donald Trump.
0: So the two big things, that interview and him appearing before the grand jury and telling them that, Coupled with the letter that we revealed on this program yesterday from Michael Cohn's attorney from February of 2018, that has now taken this case and turned it way upside down. They can't charge. They can't, him, look, he's not a a convicted felon. He's not a serial liar, an admitted serial liar like Michael Cohn. He will give direct, uh, Evidence contradicting everything Michael Cohn says. They're done. This letter adds, you know, it's like the cherry on top. I'll explain that when we get back.
4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, so you had Bob Costello uh, go before the grand jury and then my interview with him. And then you have a letter to the FEC, February 8th, 2018, uh, from Michael Cohn's attorney. He says, in a private transaction in 2016, before the U.S. presidential election, Mr. Cohn used his own personal funds to facilitate a payment of one hundred and thirty grand to Miss Stephanie Clifford. Neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction with Miss Clifford and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohn for the payment directly or indirectly, contrary to allegations in the complaint. Which are entirely speculative. Neither Mr. Cohn nor Essential Consultants LLC made any in kind uh, contributions to Donald J. Trump for President, Inc., or any other presidential campaign. Mr. Cohn has not been a government employee during any of the relevant time period. The payment in question does not constitute a campaign contribution or expenditure, and therefore the FEC lacks jurisdiction over the matter. The complainants have not and cannot present any evidence to the contrary. Accordingly, the complaint should be dismissed. Now, that came out this week. Costello came out this week. No wonder Bragg's office is in a a, a total state of of chaos, uh, and it should not surprise anybody that the grand jury was canceled for the second day in a row. This case is dead. It's only a matter if they'll acknowledge the simple, obvious truth. Listen to this show one time, and you're hannitized. Sean Hannity is back on
3: the radio.
0: All right, twenty five to the top of the hour. Thank you for being with us. Uh the president's attorney in the Manhattan case, Joe Tagapina, will join us. Those are the two big issues. Bob Costello not only not only going before the grand jury, but explaining all of his testimony on Hannity on Tuesday night, which was amazing. Uh and of course this twenty eighteen letter from Michael Cohn's attorney is about as exculpatory as you'd ever get. Really, Howard Stern is right. He said, MSDNC is going effing berserk over rumors uh, of Trump's arrests. Sit tight and wait, he said. Um, I just thought that was pretty funny. When you have Van Jones, you know, calling on Alvin Bragg to stand down, Van Jones. And it gets, I mean, it's its not just him. You even have very liberal public, uh, publications like Rolling Stone. Headline, many top New York City attorneys loathe Trump, but they don't like Bragg's chances. Then you've got the you got the letter and you got Costello. This case is over. End of sentence, period. We'll talk to Takapina, the president's attorney at the top of the hour. He's also on Hannity tonight. Uh, We also have Mike Pence in studio tonight. That'll be interesting. Uh, Next Monday night on Hannity. Donald J. Trump, his first interview since all of this started. Uh, he will join us for the full hour. Uh, listen, I want to remind you, if you believe in the sanctity of life, if you're part of the pro-life community, one in five pregnancies are going to end in abortion. And with the abortion pill now accounting for over 50% of all abortions, look, pre-born network clinics, they have rescued over 200,000 babies' lives. They're putting their money where their mouth is. They believe in the sanctity of life. They're pro-life and literally they're using the science of ultrasound because it's been a a game changer and expecting moms. They see fingers and toes and images of a a baby growing inside them in their face and they hear the heartbeat and they see it as the miracle that it really is the miracle of birth. And anyway, we have now partnered with Preborn. They don't get a penny from the federal government. The only way they can continue this good work and offer free ultrasounds, and by the way, they offer way more than that too. They they help expectant mothers if they need counseling. They they offer uh, expectant mothers medical care if they need assistance. They offer, after the baby's born up to two years, you know, they're offering diapers and baby formula or anything that a mom may need. So they're putting the money where their mouth is, standing by their beliefs. They're not asking the federal government for money. You know, any donation you can give is tax deductible, big or small. It helps to save the unborn. And you know what? For tw- each ultrasound costs 28 bucks. 28 bucks and you can save a baby's life. Anyway, it's simple to donate. Just dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. Pound 250. Keyword baby. They have a secure website. It's preborn.com slash Sean. You spell Sean S E A N. It's amazing. Some people don't know that. Anyway preborn.com slash sean sean and uh you might be saving a life today if you believe in the sanctity of life as i said all right joe Tacopina, he's on tv tonight mike pence is on tv tonight i mean we've got a a great show nine eastern hope you will set your dvr uh christy noma is on tonight tutor dixon is on tonight
2: don't forget to tell people sean on handy.com they can go they can sign up it's free to come to your show you gotta go through a little vetting but it's on handy.com. It's nice and easy. If you're in the New York City area, come on down.
0: So we had a couple of protesters at one of the shows, and the whole Somebody audience. Somebody ratted
2: me out, huh? It's so weird when they do that. Yeah,
0: but, well, whatever. Um, it doesn't bother me at all. The whole audience started shouting. Na 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 na. That's hey, great. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. As they're being escorted out of the boat. How
2: bad do you have to dislike? Someone By the way, to I actually
0: pick that? them out ahead of time. Why? I, I, because I, I, you know, as part of my warm up before the show starts, I talk to people and try and crack some jokes and be fun and answer questions. Do whatever people want. And anyway, so, and we throw footballs around. It's like a raucous atmosphere there. Have you
2: hit anybody else lately?
0: Not lately. Uh, actually, yeah, last night I hit one of the, did you really hit one of the security guards in the head? (laughs) I felt terrible. I apologized like five times. I said, I'm so sorry. He goes, stop apologizing enough. He goes, it's fine. I felt terrible. Uh, but we have a raucous time. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Mike Pence in studio, Joe Tacopina in studio tonight. Uh we just have a a really good lineup. We got Tudor Dixon, uh we got Christy Nome tonight, Jimmy Fela for fun on a I love on a Tudor Thursday. Dixon. She's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She's great. Uh but when Van Jones Rolling Stone magazine is saying many top New York City attorneys loathe Trump, but they don't like Bragg's chances. So I think that pretty much says things. Uh, all right. So at the top of the hour, Joe Tacopino, the president's attorney, will join us. So let me move on. There are other issues that I feel like I have been negligent in in calling out and discussing and talking about. Um, this really bothers me. Now, I have been saying that I am furious at Western Europe, NATO countries not stepping up. The war with Putin in Ukraine is on their continent, not this continent. And they are not paying their fair share. And I'll tell you why. They see Joe Biden's just, you know, pouring billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Why should they pay their fair share? We're not insisting on it. Not a penny should go to Ukraine. Not one cent should go to Ukraine till every single solitary Western European country uh, offers the right amount of support matching their GDP percentage the same as ours or no more money. That's my that's contingency number one. My second, I would insist on one other thing, and that is take the handcuffs off of Ukraine and Zelensky. In other words, Poland, for example, offered 30 MiGs. Joe Biden said no. Now, he finally agreed to four. No, not four, 30. If they're not going to fight to win the war, don't waste our money. Don't waste our time. If Europe does their fair share, if you take the handcuffs off, then we could talk about American financial support. No boots on the ground ever. But unless and until that happens, why are we bothering? Now, it even gets worse because the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, General Milley, is now throwing cold water on the idea that military aid to Ukraine is going to enable the Ukrainians to drive Russia back to their pre-war borders sounds like he's capitulating now what the Donbass region I don't know is it the you know maybe the the country north of uh Belarus are they going to concede that next how much land do you want Ukraine to give now if somebody invades the U.S are we going to give them California uh Oregon Idaho uh Washington State New York City New York State Wait,
2: we have an option to give away California
0: <laughs> if that's
2: on the table i think we should talk about it
0: i'm just thinking <laughs> do you out loud want, who do you want to give it to Roger? i mean anybody really Any, anybody want it free anybody you're gonna have it i'm just uh, thinking out loud anyway business insider reporting that the highest ranking u.s military officer recently telling the eurasia group foundation in a podcast that he believes diplomats from various countries will be the ones that eventually put an end to the fighting what he's basically saying is surrender and give them land and hope well they already annexed crimea in 2014 how much more land do you want to give them give them the donbass region okay well you have a lot of russian nationals there uh and you know belarus is that next it doesn't seem like vladimir loves uh, poland particularly that much um i will tell you this i've been warning everybody our number one geopolitical foe is china our number two geopolitical foe is russia and with Putin meeting his dear friend, uh President Xi, and, you know, saying toasting their no-limits friendship in the Kremlin palace, you know, after enjoying a, you know, a four-hour, seven-course private dinner together the previous night, and leaving, you know, Vladimir Putin with a, a puzzling parting message about the power of their relationships, quote, now we... Now there are changes that haven't happened in a hundred years. When we are together, we drive these changes. Putin, I agree. And she says, take care of yourself, dear friend, please. What do you think that means? They think they see America's weak. They see Joe Biden didn't lift a finger with the Chinese spy balloon. They see that he didn't do anything when it came to knocking down our drone. Now we've got our chairman of the Joint Chiefs, predicting that Ukraine can't win the war. Europe's not doing their part. You know, Wall Street Journal editorial board, Republicans get a Taiwan war game education. By the way, what is Joe going to do? Nothing. So they now have this pledge, President Xi and President Putin, to shape a new world order. Let me call it something else, more accurately. It is an axis of evil. Now, once Europe steps up and once they fight to win the war... They could win that war. They've been crushing. I mean, the the valor, the courage of the Ukrainian people. I don't like watching indiscriminate bombing of men, women, and children. They are innocent in this. And Putin's been targeting apartment buildings, targeting entire neighborhoods, targeting infrastructure. It's unbelievable. So he can take over, what, the whole country? There's not going to be a country left. Russia launching deadly strikes all across Ukraine as, as President Xi's departing. She invites uh, the Spanish prime minister on state to a state visit next week. Uh, you see what's going on here? You know, President Xi also brokers a deal between the Saudis and the Iranians. They've always hated each other under Trump. Trump put together a coalition that included the United States, Israel, Jordan, Egypt, the Saudis and the Emirates, all against Iranian hegemony, all against a nuclear armed Iran, which now seems inevitable. Unless, of course, uh, Israel sees it as an existential threat and takes it out ahead of time. Armed Russian jets are caught flying over U.S. military base in Syria nearly every day for three weeks, according to the Daily Mail. Video claiming Putin is using body doubles going viral. That was also in the Daily Mail. After the Chi Putin meeting, Team Biden doesn't get what just happened to the U.S. They don't get it. You now they see a weak US and by the way the US denies China's claim that it drove away an American destroyer. I'm not sure I believe them. I'm not sure I believe Joe, uh, Joe Biden's administration. I don't I don't trust them at all. That's sad. Now we'll get into this also later in the program with Senator Rick Scott. Look, I'm telling you the economy is going to get worse. The Fed raising interest rates now despite this banking crisis has created jitters all around the world and thanks to biden's inflation interest payments on the national debt have gone through the roof zero hedge reporting interest payments on the debt during the current fiscal year october to february are now up 29 percent year over year that is one of the fastest growing expenditure components in the federal budget we can't afford it by the way a source da is struggling with the trump case weakness Yeah, and by the way, Robert Costello is back. Can you tell Tiff? Thank you. Uh, By the way, Ford, they built out an electric vehicle unit that is losing billions. $3 billion lost so far. Gee, that new Green Deal cult alarmist cult is doing really well. Uh, Financial conditions are tightening after the uh, Silicon Valley bank collapse. Powell says the head of the, the Fed... That it could slow the economy even further. That's not good. And by the way, why are we bailing out millionaires and billionaires? Not good either. Bank failures highlight the risk of using ESG and American pension funds, you think? You know, it's really sad to read some of the stuff I'm reading today. And I've told you, I have this in my own town. A friend of mine works at the local food bank where I live. And I've told him, you know who I'm talking about, Linda. If you ever need help, if your guys are struggling, let me know and I'll be glad to contribute. And I've done so whenever they ask. I'm glad to help. American hunger. This is the headline. Daily Mail. Two years of grinding inflation have left a quarter of U.S. adults struggling to get a square meal as millions now turn to food banks and credit cards to make ends meet. Who's been telling you this? I have been telling you this. You know, if you look at USA Today today, recover from the retirement turmoil and it goes into great specificity and great detail how many retirees and their dreams of retirement have been quickly replaced with the harsh reality of penny pinch- pinching and sleepless nights worrying about their declining retirement balances. Last year, the highest inflation in a generation and then the aggressive Fed uh, interest rate hikes to curb it have caused stock and bond markets to plunge. It's killing retired people. You know, I mentioned this before. You know, at the food bank that opens in my town once a week. They open once a week. The line is huge. Huge. And then you say, well, why are these people driving nice cars? Because they didn't expect or anticipate a $10,000 new Biden inflation tax. They didn't expect food prices to spike. They didn't expect gas prices to spike, heating their home prices to spike, cooling their home prices to spike. So now they're stuck. Either they own the car but they can't afford groceries. They're not, they're not. They're not bilking the system. They're stuck. They're in trouble. J.P. Morgan Chase warning: the U.S. is well past the point of no return, and that recession chances have now surged as a result of the Biden economy, Biden's energy policies, and the banking crisis since the SVB collapse. The Fed is facing a difficult task. You think they don't even know what they're doing? They raised interest rates yesterday, a quarter of a percentage point. By the way, the ninth hike since March of 2022. Not good. All right, Joe uh, Takapina is next. Donald Trump's attorney in the Manhattan case. Sources say dissension is all over that office. The second day in a row, the grand jury was scheduled to convene and did not convene. Hang on, this is the best part right here. I wish I could play the piano. Anyway, uh, we'll load it up. When we come back, we have Joe Tacopina. That is President Trump's attorney in the New York case for the second day in a row. The The grand jury has uh, been told not to convene. Something is going on. Many reports of chaos inside the Manhattan District Attorney's office. Uh, I mean, reports all over the place. So we'll get to all that. We'll get to your calls, 800 941 if you want to be a part of the program, and Senator Rick Scott as well on this Thursday.